Uh, we want to give a shout out to some of our online uh, viewers today. Uh, Omaha, Nebraska, huh? Because we want them to be a part too. Uh, Greenville, South Carolina. Come on, church. And you are weak today. Marco Island, Florida. Come on. All righty. So we want you to fill those out online too or send in email, text. Let us know. Uh, we need at least 200 people or 200 commitments so we can supply the need to that orphanage for the next year. And I think less than $10. Some of you spend that at, at Starbucks, right? Some of you spend that at McDonald's. Just give up one trip to McDonald's for the month, and there you go. $10, if every adult will do that in our congregation, we'll have more than enough. We're going to have these out for the next couple weeks, and on July the 28th, two weeks from today, we'll pick them up, and we'll take our first offering as well so that we can start supporting uh, in the month of August. Uh, uh, be a year commitment, but a year from now, we'll revisit it and see if we want to continue to do it or maybe add another 100 to it. So thank you for praying. Thank you for considering. Thank you for being a part. Let's roll that screen where it says the Teacher Appreciation Day as well. So backpack giveaway we've done every year. We've been here uh, 11 years. This will be our 12th backpack giveaway. And so, uh, but this is our first year for Teacher Appreciation. Can we give it up for our educators this morning? God bless you. Man, alive. we're so thankful for you. We didn't want to leave you out. And so uh, we feel like sometimes teachers are overlooked. I, I had a meeting this past week and I, with a group of people, and I said, you know, not everybody can take the summer off, two weeks at Christmas, a week in the spring. And then somebody said, yeah, but not, not only, uh, not everybody can work two hours a week like pastors. And, and I was going to say, and I didn't, uh, only pastors can get done in two hours, but it takes everybody else six days to do. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Come on, church. <laughs> Laugh with me. Have a, little bit of, have a little time. So teachers, what we want you to do is in the lobby, we have a sign-up sheet. We'd like to know your name. If you do not sign up, you do not, God, you do not get blessed on the 18th, okay? Sign up. Give us your school. And then if you're, you know, if you teach, if you're a vice principal, headmaster, if you have a classroom, whatever, if it's fourth grade or if it's biology, if it's assistant principal, whatever the case may be, we want to bless you on the 18th. So please sign up today, name, school, and what you teach or classroom or what your function is at the school. We want to try to bless you. If you're homeschool parent and that's kind of your sole responsibility, put your name down. We want to bless you as well. And we're going to have some gifts here for you on the 18th of August. How many thinks that's a good thing? Give it up for our teachers one more time. God bless you, educators. Thank you so much for all that you do. We really, 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 really do appreciate uh, everything that you do uh, for the students. Praise God. So we're in the, the fourth uh, session out of six of uh, Hidden Purposes, which is really just the first one. Hidden Purpose was the first message. Hidden Favor was the second one. Hidden Identity last week. And this one is going to be Hidden Decrees or Hidden Declarations, things that maybe we draw out of us that will help us with victory or things that we keep in us that maybe keep us in defeat sometimes. And so we'll, we'll talk more about that. But if you would stand uh, for the reading of the word today out of Esther, the eighth chapter, verses 7 and 8. Then King Ahaz said to Queen Esther and to Mordecai the Jew, Behold, I have given Esther the house of Haman, and they have hanged him on the gallows because he intended to lay hands on the Jews. But 
you may write as you please with regard to the Jews in the name of the king and seal it with the king's ring for an edict written in the name of the king and sealed with the king's ring cannot be revoked. In other words, the spirit here, the, the spirit of the story uh, along uh, Esther's life is this, before we pray, that th this king it would be the same as King Jesus. He gives you the power to speak life or death. He gives you the power to write down decrees about good things or bad things. And we need to understand that because this is the authority that the Lord allows us to walk in. Let's pray. By your hands. Father, we thank you today, Lord, that you've opened up, Lord, just a, a, a plethora of things for us to, to walk in, to talk about, to speak, Lord, and to understand, to, to give decrees and gain knowledge, Father, Lord, and to, to speak those things out and the power of death and life. It's in the tongue and the, and the fruit thereof, Lord, to those who partake in it, Father. So we pray, Lord, that you allow us to partake in good fruit today, that we speak good words, we speak powerful words, words of authority and words of life, Father. Lord, open our hearts to hear. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody in agreement said, amen. God bless you. Thank you for standing for the reading of the Word of God. And so if you have a pen or a paper, if you have a mobile device, or you just have a good memory, I want you to write just this statement down. You can take notes all you want, but this is important for you to write down today. Write this down. To believe is to agree. To believe is to agree. All right? To believe is to agree. To ask is to decree. D-E-C-R-E-E. -E. To believe is to agree. To ask is to decree. This is important foundational stuff as you walk through life. To believe is to agree. In other words, if you believed over the years of what people say about you, good or bad, if you believe those things, you are in essence agreeing with them because you're believing what they're saying. There's an agreement there. If you believe what the Word of God says about your life, you're agreeing with the Word of God. You're agreeing with God. You're agreeing with Christ Jesus. To ask is to decree. When we ask things of the Father, the word ask, when Jesus says you have not because you ask not, or James says you ask amiss, or Jesus says it's just ask, seek, and knock, that word ask means is a power word, meaning declaration or decree. It's not asking as if in a beggarly mode. And sometimes the church asks things as if it were a beggar. Listen, Jesus died for you. And if you're a Christ follower, you're a partner with him. There's certain things that you can decree over your home, over your household, over your life, over your lifestyle, over things in your, in your being, in your situation. And so if you believe things, you're in essence agreeing with them. If you're asking, then that's a decree. And we need to set forth those things in, in a decree mode. But sometimes, in our life, there's these inner vows that we have, which aren't so good. So we're going to tackle kind of the bad uh, decree first before we get into the good stuff. The first point I have, the things we fail to do become our limits. The things that we fail to do become our limits. There's a, there's a cap. There's a, there's a lid on things, okay? If we're afraid to speak something out, if we're afraid to address the situation, if we're afraid of confrontation, if we're afraid to, to build a relationship, if we're afraid to handle things the right way, they become a limit on us. And we have to be careful that we don't place those limits, that we can do all things through Christ who strengthened us. Amen? 
And we have to decree those things. This is important. This is an important thing to understand. This is an important thing to, to catch. And so there's a process that we learned through our restoration conference and through those who have gone through cleansing streams before. It's called the inner vows. And it works this way. The first one is there's an event. Maybe it's an abusive thing. Maybe it's a trauma. Maybe it's a, a loss. Something in your life that takes place that maybe when you're younger, maybe in a, a marriage of some sort that maybe didn't go so well. Maybe it's a, a business opportunity that didn't go so well. There's an event that takes place and this inner vow starts to work through those events. And then after that, a hurt, a wound comes, a anger, maybe even offense comes in, the, in this realm. And when we walk through these things, we start to get hurt because of it. We start to act it out. There's a judgment then that takes place. And in this judgment that takes place, we start to realize then that maybe the, these people were against me, or maybe I, I had a horrible parents growing up, or maybe there was an abusive uncle, or maybe there was this spouse that just used me and abused me, and we start to judge these things, and then after judgment comes unforgiveness. And this is the, this is the critical thing here. We walk in, un, uh, oh, I'm so, yeah, the interval, I'm sorry, in, intervals, and then we, then we walk into the unforgiveness. Let's go to unforgiveness. So we start to make inner vows within ourselves of unforgiveness. That will never happen to me again. I won't let that happen again. I promise you this will never happen. And there starts this inner vow, and we start to, these, we start to profess things, and we start to decree things. Now, I understand certain organizations may uh, say certain things and they make, maybe make a confession that I am this or I am that. And maybe uh, God has delivered you from that. And I'm not, I don't know necessarily because I've not been to some of those meetings. Maybe it's AA or maybe it's an addiction thing. And, and sometimes they, maybe they'll have you claim, I'm, I'm an alcoholic or I'm addicted to this. And, and I'm, I'm not knocking the organization nor am I knocking the people because they've helped great and wonderful people. And we even have people in our church that have gone through those organizations and have done a wonderful thing. Their life has turned out great. But I wonder if we continue to confess things that God has delivered us from if there's not an internal battle taking place. And maybe we should say, I was this, but I'm not now. I'm free in the name of Jesus Christ. Because whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And then again, I'm not knocking those organizations, whatever it takes you to get there, but I know that Jesus wants you to say, Lord, I'm free. You've made me free. God bless you. Praise God. Story over, right? So we have to be careful about inner vows because sometimes they keep us bound when Christ wants to set us free. And this other than uh, is the unforgiveness. If, we, if somebody has just wronged you, and I, I know people in our church have been terribly wronged by people that they had no control of, we still have to forgive. Jesus forgave on the cross. He, he, in fact, the first words out of his mouth, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. We can't harbor offenses. We can't harbor regrets. We can't act like spoiled little children that, well, I don't get my way. I'm going to go and do this. No, we have to be free in Christ. And the only way you can be free is to walk in true forgiveness. That forgiveness is issue, it's key, amen? Let's move on then because then resentment, bitterness, a hard heart, rebellion takes place. All these, it just gets worse. Listen, sin is progressive, church, okay? And when we start talking about things and we start to hide them in our heart, I'm gonna get that person, I'm gonna get even, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna, this bitterness takes hold. And then Jesus said it turns from offense to bitterness to anger to murder. And John says that even if we look with hatred at a brother 
brother's or sister's eye, it's the same as murdering them, okay? And Jesus said those same things that if we got to be careful because it's not just murder, it's about the thought or it's the activity. If we walk in freedom, we walk in forgiveness. If we walk in forgiveness, we walk in freedom, okay? The two work hand in hand. But if we promise ourselves, and maybe in the past you've promised yourself, that'll never happen to me again. And you mean well by it. As long as you stop there, but if you, if you start to harbor unforgiveness, if you start to harbor resentment, if you start to har- harbor anger and your heart gets hardened, it's, it's, ha- it's going to be hard to work that out. And you've formed an inner decree, an inner vow. And then the very, the very next one is a self-destructive behavior starts to take place. You start to ruin uh, yourself. You start to self-sabotage. You don't even know it. Things are going good, but you won't let yourself get past this moment. God has so many good things for you. God has so much good for his children. God has so much good for his, 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 his sons and his daughters, and he wants to bless you, and he wants to anoint you, but sometimes we're our own worst enemy. We're our own stumbling block. We're the thing that gets in the way, and self-destructive takes place. It was prophesied over Saul that David would be the king. Why? Because Saul turned bad. He turned evil, and he started to get in his own way, and all these things here, we see what happened. David, as a young lad, carrying the anointing of the king, and it jumped, the Bible says in 1 Samuel, the 16th chapter, it jumped from Saul over to David. So now Saul is mad. Uh, David goes out and kills his 10,000. Well, Saul only has 1,000. He gets hurt and he gets wounded in his spirit. He starts to judge David wrongly. He, he forms this inner vow that he's going to kill David. In fact, he throws a spear at him at dinner time. Now, I shared with the first service, could you imagine if you came over our house, Janie cooked a, a big dinner, and we're sitting at the table, and all of a sudden I pull out a spear and I wing it across the, the table. I mean, that would be horrible, wouldn't it? This happened to David, literally. He had to duck. It's like, that, talk about messing up a good dinner party. But Saul had these inner vows. He was going to kill David. He had unforgiveness in his heart. He had no reason because David had never, ever done anything against Saul. His heart got hardened and his destructive behavior came upon himself. In fact, the Bible says he brought doom on himself. And he did it because he, he couldn't get rid of these inner vows. Listen, if you're going to decree things, start to decree life. Don't, don't decree resentment. Don't decree vengeance. Don't decree the... You speak life and speak it abundantly. That's That's what Jesus came to give for you was life. Amen? He's a life giver. Point number two, speaking it out is the start of working it out. Let me read you what a decree means out of Webster's. A decree is an official order. It's an edict or a decision. It can incite appoint, ban, or outlaw something. It's a decree, it's forthtelling, and it speaks of the counsel of God. We understand that when we start to speak these things out, they start to take place. And listen, we can learn these things from a very, very young age. I asked my son Marcus to come up here and give you a testimony of something that happened recently that he shared at an early morning prayer service today. Marcus, come on up and tell us about baby Selah. All right, so Philippians 4.18 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And uh, the other day, I was at the park with my wife, Charity, and our two-year-old, Selah. And uh, Charity said something about, you know, Selah, I don't know if I can do that. And she looks at Mommy, and she says, Mommy, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. <laughs> Isn't that great? 
Sayla had been saying, I can't, I can't, I can't. And so Charity started working with her and said, you need to know that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So whenever Sayla says she can't do something, we say, uh, no, that's not, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. She kind of turned it back on us and said, Mama, you can do all things through Christ who Amen. strengthens you. Amen. Give it up for Sayla. <laughs> I tell my father-in-law all the time, he's... Uh, approaching 80 or just turned 80 and good man, still pastoring today and uh, filled with the word of God, filled with knowledge. And, and he'll have preached message years ago and I'll, I'll, bring, it, I'll bring it up and he'll, I'll say, hey, Jess, what about this? You preach it this time. He said, I just hate it when you guys keep bringing those old messages up to me. But <laughs> I think that's what Sayla was doing. She turned the tables on mama and listen, she's, she won't be two and a half until next month. And if a two and a half year old can get it, we should be able to get it. When you speak life, speaking, speaking it out is the start of working it out. When we start to speak things out. Now, this is true even in conversation. If you've got a, a problem with a relationship, start to speak it out. Start to, start to converse it. But when you have a problem and you, can, and you start to bring it to the Lord, and you start to speak it out, God will hear you. He will understand. Let's go to Job because Job had a lot of issues in his life. Job 22 verses 27 and 28 says this, you will make your prayer to him and he will hear you. This is Job speaking to himself. You will make your prayer to him like David had to encourage himself in the Lord. You will make your prayer to him. He will hear you and you will pay, you will pay your vows. You will decide on a matter and it will be established for you and light will shine in your way. Stop there for a second because that word matter is omer and that word established is guam. And now let me give me that next saying that I have up there because this is how this verse will really read. You should decide a command and it will rise up. It will grow. It will be established rushing forth because of you. See, this is how powerful that verse is when we change it into modern day English. You'll decide to command because asking is becomes a decree or demand. We take a beggarly approach when we ask, well, I asked God. I thought about God, but no, you really want your problem fixed. You don't really want God to handle the the situation. You don't want him to change you through this thing. You just want the situation to go away. The Lord will take whatever the enemy meant for evil and he'll turn around and make good come out of it. If you allow him to use you to start decreeing wholeness and peace, to start decreeing uh, life, to start decreeing things in your life that, that you know are good, just like little baby Sailor, you know, saying, I can do all things. Mommy, you can do all things. If we get that mindset, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, he places that in you and then you start to decree it. You start to declare it. You start, and listen, when we, when we believe, we start to agree. And so if you believe what Jesus is saying about you in scriptures, that you're joint heirs, you're more than a conqueror, you're an overcomer, you're the first and not the last, you're the lender and not the bower, you, you're gonna be the head and not the tail. When you start to believe that, now you agree with what God says about you in your life. That's important, church. That's critically important, okay? So we, in this particular case, we see three things. One, he asks, and then he writes, and then he decrees. So when we ask something and we start to declare it, you might, it might be a good idea for you to start to write it down, start to journal it. How many journalers do we have in the, in the church here? You like to journal? Yeah. It might be a good idea to just start to journal it. Then you look back and say, well, I, I journal it. Janie's messages, when she, when she preaches, she, she hangs on to them, and then she'll go back and look at them. She's, she hangs on to some of mine, and she'll ask me about them. I hang on to all of mine, and then I go back, and I start to look through them. What's that point that there, that, that Holy Spirit point that, that I know 
I didn't come up with that. The Lord came up for me or through me. He starts to declare those things, and we can declare those things. The actor Jim Carrey, whether you like his stance or not, when he was living in his car, wrote himself a check for a million dollars and put it in his billfold. What's he doing? He's decreeing, okay? And, while, and then the, when, the day that he signed a movie deal and became a millionaire, he took that check to the bank and then he deposited, he cashed it. What am I saying? I think it works if we decide in our spirit, in our life, if we ask and if we write and then we start to declare, we start to speak those things out. As a church, maybe we're not speaking things out enough or if we are, maybe it's more of an inner vow, okay? Maybe it's speaking more death than life. What if everybody left this place today and for the whole next week, all you did was speak life about your situation? Never death about anything. How would the heavenlies change your realm? How would your walk change if all of a sudden nothing was sarcastic, nothing was cynical, nothing was critical, and nothing was judgmental? Everything was life-giving. Everything was positive. Everything was powerful. And it would be tough to do possibly, but if you walked in that realm, if every single one of us started to speak those things out, no, I know it will work out. I know God's in charge. However it does work out, God's, it's, it's God's will, it's God's way, right? So we speak those, we have to learn how to call those things, start speaking it out. The next one is fear is the obstacle that faith overcomes. Fear is the obstacle that faith overcomes. What is that? See, we're not afraid of certain things. We're, or the, we're not afraid of the obstacle. We're just having to face fear. Maybe it's the unknown. Maybe it's the, uh, that certain word that you don't want to hear. Maybe it's divorce or cancer or bankruptcy or death or illness or sickness or leaving. Whatever the case may be, it's, it's, sometimes we have to battle these issues, but we have to understand that that's an obstacle. Now, my faith has to be at work, so we have to find scriptures, and in the scriptures, we find the scriptures for healing or for overcoming or for blessing or for prosperity or for healing, whatever the case, whatever we have need of, we start to search the scriptures. Psalms 45 and 1 says this, and it's the first part is just the, the idea of it. It's the to the choir master, according to Lilies, a, a Macley, the son of Korah, a love song. Okay, stop there. Now here's the verse. My heart overflows with a pleasing theme. I address my verses to the king. Stop there. This next one is what you really need to hear. My tongue is like the pen of a ready scribe. In other words, once I start to speak it, the heavenly start to write it down. When I call death, death starts to take place. When I call life, life starts to take place. When I call blessings, blessings start to play, take place. When I start to decree good things in someone's life, they start to take place. The heavenlies write it down. I was sharing, <coughs> excuse me, with Janie on how this would just be a beautiful verse of a song. My tongue is like the pen of a ready scribe. So poetic. So, so beautiful, but yet so powerful at the same time. When you speak things out, they start to happen. And when you go down to the, the very lowest uh, neutron, atom, whatever, it's it, the, the very small, the smallest living matter they've ever been able to detect is a vibration, which by the way is what sound is made of, is vibration, which is by the way is what God spoke this world into existence. And God said nine times in the first chapter of the most important book in our history, the Bible, God said, and God said, and God said, and then God saw, 
and God created. And when you start to speak things out and you start to believe them, then you start to agree with them. I have written down here nine decrees, and you can take a picture of them. You can ask for my notes. I'll send them to you. Uh, or you can just look up in the scriptures. These are not the only nine decrees, but I think it's important as a body that we start to decree things. I think it's important. So here's some decrees that are found in scriptures. Number one, I decree that the seed of righteousness will, be over, will overpower the enemy. In other words, there, there's, a, there's a power out there that's already been defeated and Jesus Christ is the righteous. Number two, I decree that my descendants will be mighty on the earth. I want my family line to be powerful. I want them to be bold. I want them to be righteous. I want them to when we were in Omaha last week visiting Janie's mother, and please pray for her, uh, the reports aren't favorable just yet, but we're believing, we're decreeing, okay? And so uh, we were back visiting her, and, and we were counting up their, their family line, and they're around 70 uh, in their family line, just Jess and Pat, and their kids and spouses and grandbabies and grand, great-grandbabies. They have 34 great-grandchildren, which is just amazing, okay? So I can imagine their prayer over them would be the same prayer as mine, that their descendants will be mighty. Number three, I declare that the generation of the upright will be blessed. If you are a Christ follower, you are of the generation of the upright. If you're in the upright, we want you blessed. That's in Psalms. All these have a scriptural reference. I decree, number four, that my children and grandchildren will worship the Lord Jesus Christ. It was a couple of weeks ago that uh, Marcus and uh, Charity had little baby Judah. And so uh, it took a whole village to take care of Selah. Uh, and so <laughs> Selah came walking in the auditorium. It was, I think it was that day, but one of the days, it maybe it was the week after, and her hand just shot up. She started to worship. And, and then the, when they had, when baby Judah was born, Selah didn't want to go downstairs. Well, you know, Selah's our grandchild. She can do whatever she wants. And, and so she stood right up here and she worshiped with Janie. But you know, she had her hand up the whole time. She didn't get tired. She was worshiping. I love that. I decree that uh, my children and grandchildren worship the Lord Jesus. This is a good thing. Why? Because there's so much power in praise and worship, church. There's so much power in praise and worship, not so that we can say, wouldn't it be cool if just our whole children's movement became a choir and they just, they were the worshipers in our church and they, they taught some of us how to worship, amen? I decree uh, a breaking of limitations on me or my descendants. There's a lid that we need to have that lid taken off. There are no limitations to. Why does it work out some for others? That's well, for others and not for other people. Why? Because sometimes we place a lid. Sometimes we say good things aren't going to happen to us. They only happen to somebody else. Start believing God that good things are going to happen to you. Start believing God for freedom. Start believing God for life. Start believing God for joy through all situations. You can have joy in every situation. I decree that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. We know that one well. Number seven, I decree increase, expansion, and prosperity over each and every one of us. Deuteronomy 28, if we'll, if we'll listen and diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord my God, then all these blessings will come upon me and they'll overtake me. I'll be the head and not the tail, the first and not the last, the lender and not the borrowing. He'll bless me in my, uh, my home. He'll bless me in my family. He'll bless me in my community. He'll bless me in my church. I'm paraphrasing to modern day English. He'll bless your businesses. He'll bless you coming in and going out. God wants to bless you. This is what God does. But you have to decree it. I decree God's everlasting mercy and peace over my household. So many houses are in conflict. So many houses are just, a, you know, it's just, it's a, 
It's a war zone, and we have to be careful. In fact, you can start to decree that. I decree God's everlasting mercy and peace over my household. It's a trick of the enemy for there to be division. It's a trick of the enemy for people not to get along. Workplaces, churches, you know, one church, uh, one city has not a first Baptist and a second Baptist, and not a third Baptist. It even has a fourth Baptist. Now, now, come on. And do you know why there's a third, second, third, and fourth? Because they didn't get along with first. <laughs> it's, and I'm not knocking on Baptists. It could be the same with Pentecostals or Assemblies of God. It could be the same with Methodists. We got to start getting along with people, amen? We got to start getting to where we have mercy and peace over God's household over the household of faith. And then last but not least, as the worship team comes back, I decree that my entire family will be saved, Acts 16 and 31. I pray this prayer over my family. I'm a, I am one of, at the time, 70, all right, and my, of my cousins, aunts, and uncles, and I was the first person to get saved in my family, first person to give my heart to the Lord, first person to form a relationship as we know it. And I prayed this prayer, Lord, would you, would you save my family? Do whatever it takes, bring whoever it needs, whatever, Lord, would you bring them in? And God, just one by one by one by one, start uh, saving them, healing them, delivering them, setting them free. Let's go to Psalms, the second chapter, as we're getting ready to close and wrap this up. The psalmist David says this, I will tell of the decree. Now you need to hear this. This is important. I will tell of the decree of what the Lord said to me. You are my son. Listen, you are sons and daughters of the Lord, of the Lord Jesus Christ. You are sons and daughters of Almighty God. You need to know this. You need to hear this. You are my son. Today, I have begotten you. Now, it's twofold. He's talking about Jesus. Theologically, he's talking about Jesus. But we're joint heirs with Christ. So he's talking about us as well. Verse number eight, ask of me and I will make the nations your heritage and the ends of the earth your possession. See, when, when God speaks, he means it. And he's saying ask, and he, again, he's not begging. He's not saying, oh, just beg of me. Stand on your feet, if you will. He's not, he's not saying, hey, just beg of me. Just, just, he's saying, would you start to declare? Would you start to declare things in your life? Would you start to declare it's gonna work out? Would you start to declare I'm gonna be forgiven? I am forgiven. Would you start to declare God's righteousness is over me? In fact, why don't you close your eyes and bow your heads for just a second. There's another confession, another declaration. The Bible says if we confess with our hearts that Jesus Christ is Lord, that God had raised him from the dead, we're saved. So it's a declaration, it's by our mouth, expressing what our heart feels that we're saved. If you're here today and you're far from Christ, I want you to, I want you to contemplate that for a second. What does it mean? Well, all we have to do is speak it out, ask for forgiveness and profess Christ. If you're here today and you say, Pastor, would you pray with me right where I'm at? I need to get closer to Jesus. Just raise your hand. Just right up and right back down. Thank you for that hand. Thank you for that hand. God, thank you for that hand. God bless you. Thank you for that hand and that hand. God bless you. Yeah. Now look at me. Every single person, we're going to pray a prayer. We call it prayer of faith. We're confessing with our mouth. We're declaring. We're declaring Jesus Christ, the righteous over there. Uh, pray this prayer after me. Dear Jesus, I ask for forgiveness of all my sins. I declare your righteousness over me, your forgiveness in me. I'm saved. I'm a Christ follower in Jesus' name. Come on, give a shout out now for the God bless you. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Now listen, if you can declare that, the greatest thing that you'll ever declare is your salvation. If you can declare that, everything else in this word is yours to declare. 
life and peace and joy and holiness and heaven. Everything here is yours to declare. And he says right here, just ask of me. Just ask of me. Raise your hands if you're comfortable doing so. They're going to sing the, the song so alive. And I love it because it is declarative. But I just love the way our team does it. And I just love the, the presence of God that brings in and ushers in. And while you're singing that song, and while they're singing that song, I want you to ask the Lord of the things you have need of. I want you to start declaring the things that you have. Yeah. 
message this morning. Are we going to take it? You know, so many times I do a, I'm supposed to do a wrap-up. How do you wrap that up? Come on, just do it, right? So amazing. Let's do that. Let's let's speak life. Let's declare life. And, um, you know, like, like Selah says, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You can play the keyboard and the guitar and do it both if your people are out of town or missing. It's like, okay, Drew, here we go. Do both. I can do all things through Christ. So whenever something comes up, there's a solution. Just figure it out, right? What a great word. Take that word and use it this week. Now today, if you're looking for something to do at 5 o'clock or 7 o'clock, I would just love to see you at Lenore Ryan Baseball Field. How many like our baseball team coming? Are they awesome? They are so good. What a what a blessing they are to us in the summer and and coach he's just so good to them they tell me all the time how sweet he is they just say oh he is he is such a great guy yeah yeah the same that same guy ain't the same guy on the field one of them told me but he's doing his job he's speaking life into them he's teaching them he's coaching them to be all that they can be amen that's his job He's doing what he's, he's, he's called to do that. So he's doing that. So say five o'clock or seven-ish. It's a double header. So like if they're, you know, running a little late, you'll be okay. But it's at Lenore Ryan. It's a great field. It's going to be so much fun. I would just love to see some of y'all come out and support them. They support us every week. They're here. So it'd be really cool if you could just show up and just cheer them on. Um, it's just, it's going to be fun. We're going to be there. So um, we're going to have a great time with them. But what a word for them going into, you know, they're at the end of college or in, going into college or even maybe going into the pro, pro baseball teams as people will come by, scouts will come by and look at them to get to hear a word like this that say, you start speaking life that you can do that. You start declaring that I'm the head and not the tail. You start declaring that when that ball comes, I'm hitting it. When it comes, I'm catching it. You can declare that and be whatever God wants you to be. So I believe that. I stand on that. So Father, we love you and we bless you and we thank you so much that you've given us such a good word today that we can take it out those doors and we won't let death come up over our tongue, but we'll let life speak out. When a situation comes up, we'll just find the solution and we'll speak life into that. We'll speak joy into that because greater is he that lives in me than he that lives in the world. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You've not given us a spirit of fear, but of power love and a sound mind so we speak that out and we declare it in the name of Jesus amen love y'all so much be blessed we'll see you at five o'clock or seven o'clock Lenore Ryan thank you for joining us for today's service if God is impacting your life through this ministry join us in reaching others by investing today you can give at www.gracechurch.tv give or by downloading the app and select give. We can't wait to see you next week.